It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas at Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for the exciting, invigorating, robust lifestyle show today. I want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live and the ones that will be listening on the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you. And I am just really excited today to have with me a returning diva, Lisa Brissy. And we are going to chat about animals and children and their connection. Oh my, is this another one that just touches my heart because animals and children together. Wow, this is going to be great, listeners. You're in for a treat. So Lisa, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Sure, sure. So um, I am the author of the book called The Ride of Our Life, Lessons in Faith, Love, and Wisdom from a Magical Horse. Book one, The Early Years. It's a series of four, and this is the first one. And um, I am an exercise physiologist by trade and uh, wellness heart coach and spinning instructor, but writing is... uh, one of those things that's just been innate in me since I was little, and um, I was fortunate to have this magical 35-year relationship in this physical world with uh, my horse, Little Miss, who passed away in 2017. But she, uh, you know, she's just, um, as as we soon learn, that um, bodies may, you know, change forms, but the spirit and the love is always there and always lives with us. So she, continues to be right here at my side and um yeah and one of the many 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 life lessons that she taught me of course is um well she just uh her her example of love and kindness was always so evident in whomever she met whether it was animal or human but also um you know children children were really her um, she just, children were magnetized to her and she, in her elderly years that were beyond our riding years, she really took on the role of, um, knowing, like I could feel that she, she knew the big job she was giving of giving little kids like their first experience with horses or, um, she just loved that role when little kids would come out to see her. So it's just it's such a powerful connection, and I think you know animals and um, animals and, and little children, you know, they come from such a similar vibration. I've always known that since I was a little kid, like because I immediately related to them as little kids. You know, it's like I felt like we were kindred spirits, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of kids and people out there who have felt the same thing with the animals, no matter what age. So it's a really powerful. Uh, you know, connection between mm-hmm. animals and uh, children in particular, but humans, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and like you said, I loved how your horse, it it taught the love and kindness and how 
she showed the love and kindness to these children even in mm-hmm. her later years and mm-hmm. how they were magnetized to her and her to them. That is mm-hmm. just beautiful. I just love that because it starts at that age and the children are so the animals, they live in the moment. They're enjoying what is happening right now, what is right in front of them. Exactly. Exactly. They're just in the eternal moment of now. And that's where, you know, the universal energy is just flowing free. So that's why they all have so much energy, you know. They're plugged in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. They're plugged into that energy in the moment. And not like us um, adults that are thinking, oh, I got to be here, I got to be there, this has got to get done. And we're sometimes we have to remind ourselves, let's enjoy the moment. I know my horses do that a lot. They'll remind me, hey, why don't you just enjoy this moment and not worry about what's coming in the next or what you think you have to do after this. Just enjoy being here and being in the moment. It's it's a true lesson you learn from the animals, I feel, a life lesson. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I uh, always like to, um, um, you know, when I was with Little Miss, of course, or we were riding or we were just spending time, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with it or heard of Abraham Hicks, but they talk about, um, they talk about about being in the vortex, meaning the vortex being in totally in direct alignment with the universal life flow. And being with myths and I think being with animals in general, you literally are stepping into the vortex. Like it's, it's you become totally consumed with um, that vibration. And uh, But like you said, you know, as humans, it can be very easy to let our minds wander and totally miss being in the vortex, which is where it's all happening for us. You know what I mean? Oh so. yes. Oh, oh, that is that is so true. I, if I just have to share, even last evening, I brought my mare up and had fed him, and I was loving on her and just laying on her with my head and just my arms around her and loving her, and it was just like. I was just floating away. It was like I was in a whole a whole different, like you said, a vortex. We were just in yeah. a universe together, just sharing each other's energy and love. And it was beautiful, an absolute beautiful experience when you just let yourself go to do that. And I think that's why animals and children can connect yeah. so well in my feeling because they do. They take that energy right along with that animal and they're in that vortex and loving every moment of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, kids are um, they're not consumed <clears throat> up until a certain age, obviously, with anything other than what's happening right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's where the magic is, is in the right now, you know, and that's where all the creativity yes. flows. Definitely. Oh, how true. Well, Mm -hmm. and even with that, some of the other things I always feel animals can teach us is responsibility at a young age. Because Mm -hmm. if you have an animal and how they rely on you for their food and their water and their love and their care, it is Mm -hmm. a responsibility to me that you can carry on through life. What is how is your feeling on all of that? Oh gosh, you know, <clears throat> I was 
you know, fortunate enough, uh, the circumstances were such. Uh, it's not like my family were horse people, but they happened to be hippies and musicians living out in the country. And um, <laughs> so they played at night, and during the day, we were just living off the land. And I say that because the neighborhood family had a, a pony named Brandy. I was five years old, that, and, of course, it, all it took was one ride, my first ride ever, and I was glued to Brandy, and that's all I wanted. And, and uh, you know, I mean, they literally lived down the road, a half a mile, not even, <laughs> and I could ride any time, but that wasn't enough for a five-year-old, of course, who was obsessed. And so right. <laughs> I said mom and dad, you know, oh, I want Brandy, I want Brandy, I want Brandy. Long story short, I mean, God bless my parents. They, you know, we had the land, and they, on Christmas Eve, 1974, I got Brandy. And, uh, but, I mean, it's like every kid's dream. But um, my parents were also very clear with me. Of course, being five years old, that's pretty young. But they Mm -hmm. were pretty clear that they were totally supporting me, you know, and taking care of her. But that she most definitely was um, my... uh, responsibility in the biggest way and uh, and so you know feeding and taking care of and um, all of that was just a part of my my job you know as and and so learn the responsibility of taking care of animals and especially growing up in a cold weather climate like Minnesota where you know half the year it's freezing and, um, and you know, there were very, sometimes 30 below, you know, temperature mornings, and they needed to be fed, and, and we didn't have running water in the, in, the, in the barn. And so, you know, I had to, um, you know, it was, again, my parents helped me, but it was my responsibility in those, in those temperatures mm-hmm. to, you know, make sure that they were... They got their water and, you know, their food. And so it was a, you know, and as as I grew up, I you know, I remember my grandma kind of always thinking that this was a phase that I would grow out of. And I remember <laughs> thinking at like eight or nine years old, she just doesn't know me. Like this isn't just mm-hmm. for now, this is forever. And, but yeah, so it's, uh, it just really taught me that, um, you know, it teaches a child to think about someone other than themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. that their, their a life depends on their actions and their love and their commitment. And, and it's just so, it, that kind of ethic and, and understanding has just carried over in so many areas of my life, you know, like it's just, I think one of the things that I gained was, you know, when you make a commitment to something, um, you follow through with it. Like there's just, because, you know, with raising animals, there just wasn't a negotiation, you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, we follow through with commitments as much as absolutely possible. Sometimes we can't, but my point is, is that it's always, that's like not even a question of, Am I going to be wishy-washy on this? No, I'm going to follow through because that was my commitment. And I think that is directly related to 
you know, what I learned as a kid taking care of animals and and uh, it just uh, it it puts things in perspective of like what do you really want? Do you know what I mean? Like right. as a kid, yes. you know mm-hmm. what's important. Do you want this? Um, do you want this toy or do you want this pony? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, a little bit bigger, uh, a little bit bigger um, commitment level there. Yes, yes, yes. It is. It's a, and I love the word commitment because you are you are committed to them, but in return, their commitment to you is incredible, and what they give back. I mean, it's beyond words because I I was very fortunate and blessed to grow up too in the country, and I had horses and dogs and cats and cattle around me all the time, and the love that I got back from them, there was always someone there for me all the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. if I needed someone to talk to or if I felt stressed or all I had to do was be with the horse or the dog or they were just there for me all the time. They were totally committed to me also. And it just showed me what love, what true love is in they love you unconditionally no matter what's going on in your world or what you think, they love you. And I I love that about the animals. They don't judge you like uh, us humans have a tendency to judge one another. And I think that is something I, I learned also at a very, very young age is how their love just shines through everything. And that is so important. It's It's truly, they truly teach you so many life lessons. It's just absolutely incredible with these animals what they teach you. Oh my gosh. You know, and and they're they're not even trying to teach it. They just are being it. You know, that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it is mm-hmm. they are that. And 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 you know, we as humans too, if we just were our authentic selves, you know, we always think that we have to do or be a certain way. Um mm-hmm. and the truth is we just have to be who we are you know, and, and in our authentic self, and that in itself carries a vibration that speaks a truth. And animals, you know, because they just are who they are, they're not trying, they're just, they're being who they are, you know, that vibration of authenticity comes through and it resonates with people. Truly does. Wow. And I love that, be who you are, because I always say we're each created unique. We don't need to be comparing ourselves to someone else. The animals don't look at who's with them and say, well, why can't I be like them or that? They, they're they just who they are, and they're happy with that. And they, like I said, they just teach you to really be who you are and appreciate and love yourself for who you are and live live from the heart. Just live what, what was put inside of you, that uniqueness that you have to share with the world. And, yes, being around animals, they have truly taught me so much of that. And I, was, I always say with my little red healer, my best buddy and friend, he's taught me to live life on faith and not fear. And it's just, it's an incredible journey with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what is such gifts, you know, in so many ways, obviously. Oh, yes. Yes, it definitely is. And then I, a little bit too, because like you said, you lost Little Miss back in 2017. 
And well, I agree 100% with you. Their spirit is always with you, whether it's physical form or in the spirit form. How right. is she still helping you in the spiritual form since she isn't there to love and hold and be with in the physical form, if I may ask for you to share that with our listeners. Absolutely. Well, you know, it was interesting, um, and I forget if I had mentioned this in the first interview, but um, our connection, our telepathic connection, of course, was, you know, when I realized, I think I told the story of the first ride, I think in 1990s, when I, I literally heard her voice, and um, and but once once that that was established, like okay, oh, I, I am hearing her. You know, there was just kind of this ongoing dialogue, and um, I remember uh, that when she passed, you know, we lived. Um, I lived in Santa Monica, and she lived in, um, two hours north in the Santa Barbara area where my mom was. Right, and uh, so we were very, um, you know, we were not, not with each other every day. We, I saw her probably mm-hmm. every, and so, um, but so our communication was almost more about the, you know, kind of the the telepathic communication and just feeling things. But my point in saying that, you know, after she passed, crossed over, I had, oh. God, I was in such a, um, as you can imagine, I was yes. in such a place of grief, deep grief, and kind of spiraling and not really knowing where do I put my feet, you know, for all mm-hmm. of these years. Mm-hmm. Being on the weekends with her, and we had our routine. And when that was gone, it was really just like, whoa, where, where, where do I belong? But my point was is that I couldn't feel her. And that that really scared me um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. And I remember even getting angry. And it's interesting, you know, when I bosses or whatever, the, the emotions that come up, that if we allow them to come up, they, they aren't necessarily rational, but they are emotions. And I remember a few days after her passing being so angry with her. And, and then you think, angry, what do you mean? And, it, well, it was the little kid in me that, mm-hmm. you know, little don't necessarily understand the bigger picture. And so the little kid in me was, where is my best friend? And she left me. And yeah. all of these years I've known where she is. And now I don't know where she is. And she knows where I am. And I'm here struggling on this planet to spot and she's just off gallivanting in her herd. Well, how happy, you know, good for her. You know, I, like there was this resentment and anger. I mean, it was just pure little kid feeling. And mm-hmm. um, I mm-hmm. aware of that. And uh, interestingly enough, um, while that kind of time period was happening where I was just feeling resentful and angry and sad, of course, a lot of my friends, and family would reach out to me with stories of her showing up to them oh. in obvious ways as though, oh. and I was told that she was like, little miss was like, okay, my sweet girl, Lisa, is so wrapped up in her 
emotion, of course, that she can't even mm-hmm. feel that. So I'm going to go up to as many people around her in the next, you know, couple of weeks with stories that were just like crazy, like inevitable people were having dreams. And I thought, I, so I was aware, I'm like, but, but then I was like, but why is she showing up them and not me? <laughs> and it took a, a month for me to settle in before I literally heard her. I was sitting in my car parked outside my my house one day just pondering it. And I that's when I got quiet enough to really hear her say, mm-hmm. I've been here the whole time. I've been here the whole time. We just, you know, we've done this thing in the physical world where we're not together in, in, during the week, but we, we still are aware of each other's presence. My presence right. hasn't gone anywhere. It's it's still here, but you were associating me as that physical being, and and but now you know that we've already talked about it. Like our our beings transcend the physical, and mm-hmm. I've always been. And and it was interesting. I even did a um, animal communication session with a woman named Sue Hoppel who. She was really instrumental in the last 10 years of my life with Miss and beyond. And um, mm-hmm. she, oh, I had a session with her a week after Miss passed. And, um, I mean, it was uncanny. I was sitting there at my desk in my apartment, and Sue lives in Colorado. I live in Santa Monica. She's never seen my apartment. And she said, uh, she says, Miss is describing to me where you're sitting at a desk in a corner with a window and sunshine and I'm like yes and she says she's wanting you to know that she's right there when you write when you look out that window when you lay your head down she's right there and I know you can't just know that she's there so and then, I mean, after that, Joyce, they just these signs, you know, the undeniable yeah. magical signs just mm-hmm. started showing everywhere. And, and so it's become so um, almost everyday life now that I'm just like, oh, hi, Miss. You know, so <laughs> it's, oh. it, yeah, it's just it's a journey. But, you know, it's, uh, whew, we got we to gotta allow ourselves humans to go through the process of whatever our process mm-hmm. is, our, our right. grieving process. Mm-hmm. You know, um, exactly. the, the one thing I wanted to for sure share in regard to, you know, how animals and children are so connected and, and especially mm-hmm. how, you know, Little Miss in her older years when she really took on the role of wanting to be, you know, um, like this experience for little kids. I will never forget it was actually in her last couple of weeks that she was in her body. And uh, my best friend Jen had has a little girl named Allie. And Allie at the time I think was like six. And ever since Allie was little, they would come and visit Missy. They were an hour away. And uh, uh-huh. Allie called Missy Horse. So Missy Horse, Missy Horse, Missy Horse. Uh-huh. And every time 
um, she'd want to ride Missy Horse. And we got some really cute pictures of her, you know, this little tiny little tyke sitting on this big white horse and Miss just walking uh-huh. down the road. But um, a couple of weeks before Miss passed, um, you know, she just really, she had been losing a lot of weight and, you know, her time was coming. Mm-hmm. And Allie said to Jen, I want to ride Missy Horse. And I oh. remember Jen saying, oh, sweetheart, um, not feeling so well today, but she said we could, we could Josh, Josh was a Alamino that was Little Miss's companion at the end, and we said, you know, Josh will let you ride him, you know, and, and at first she cried, and but then she said, okay, well, you would have not believed what happened with Miss when we put Allie on Josh. Miss, in her little feeble, followed around the pasture and was whinnying. It, as though to say, wait a minute, no, that's my oh. job. That's my job. Oh. Like she was so aware of what was happening here yeah. and why Callie wasn't on her back. But she, and she just followed them around the pasture. And, I mean, we were all so moved and touched that that was <laughs> deliberate about that. She knew. Yeah. Yeah, she knew. So, yeah, at the end, we allowed Callie just to sit on her back for, Mm -hmm. you know, just Mm -hmm. a picture. And that was the last picture of anybody sitting on Little Miss. And I always thought, what an honor that I was the first one and and Allie was the last one to to close the book in. Yeah, yeah. And Oh, that is such a beautiful, touching story because that just shows the connection that Little Miss had to the little girl. I mean, it wasn't oh. just a one way. It was both ways. Miss loved, Little Miss loved her just like she loved Little Miss. Oh, that, oh, that's just incredible. Totally. And a few years prior, I had made <laughs> Allie a, uh, a picture book for Christmas of her and, 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 Mm-hmm. Missy Horse and and my Josh. Oh. So I made oh. this little picture as a Christmas thing, and um, on that day when Missy was under the weather, um, Allie brought that book, and I have video footage of her standing under the tree with Miss, reading that book, and her the picture, mm-hmm. and Miss was putting her nose up to it. I mean, it was just the most. It's like there is just magic here. I mean, there is just mm-hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. And the children, they just get it, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes, they do. And the horses mm-hmm. know that, too. Oh, that is, oh. oh, what a beautiful, beautiful story. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's just incredible. I'm so Thank you so much for sharing that. That is just awesome. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> well, you're welcome, Joyce. Yeah, thank for letting me share. I just I just love that story. Yes, yes. And I'm sure Little Miss is, is approval is all over it of sharing it with our listeners today. I can I can just feel it. She's probably she is beaming. Her spirit is beaming how that story was shared. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's Lisa just so much 
And that's, Pardon? she just, she, she is so much love. And so she just loves sharing mm-hmm. the love. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can definitely tell that and just hearing that story. Oh, wow. That is just incredible. Well, Lisa, this interview has gone so quickly. You have shared so much today. Oh, as just beautiful of animals and children and their connection. What is a final tip that you would like to leave with our listeners today as we close this beautiful interview today? Gosh, you know, I guess I would say that if you have children and your children have interest in animals in whatever way, uh, allow them to be with them. You know, it's not something you have to, you know, you don't have to get a dog or a cat, but ways that you can get your children around animals is, you know, it's the best thing for them because they do find injured spirits. But also yes. um, that it doesn't matter what our is, you know, um, animals touch us no matter what our no matter how much uh, of a, you know, public persona we put on that may look contrary to I'm a lover, quote unquote, that they pierce right into the heart and they bring that that childlike spirit to us as well. So um, yes, they're just healing, period. And so mm-hmm. be around oh. possible. Yes. Oh, how beautiful, Lisa. What a beautiful tip to leave with them. Yes. If, you're an, if your children have the interest, uh, let them be around animals because they will learn life lessons that will be with them forever. Oh, that is beautiful, Lisa. Thank you so much for sharing. You you and Little Miss, thank you so much, both of you, for sharing today on Robust Lifestyle Show. I loved it. It was beautiful, very beautiful and touching. <laughs> well, thank you for having me once again. And, uh, you know, I got lots of things I love to talk about, so thank you for letting me share. Oh, you are so welcome, and I definitely would love to have you back on again, Lisa, because this was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. You and Little Miss are welcome anytime on Robust Lifestyle Show. All right. Thank you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely amazing, touching interview with a beautiful, beautiful diva, Lisa Brissy, and her beautiful horse, Little Miss. Please, please share this show with all your family and friends. And check out all the other hosts and their shows on DivasThatCare.com as they interview other women from around the world. And have an absolutely fantastic day. And remember to give your animals that great big extra hug and share your love with them. And like Lisa said, if your children have a desire for animals, try to find a way that they can connect with them because it will be life lessons that they will never let, never forget. They are just beautiful. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.